Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spurrier. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, and Rowan ASH coming to you on your regular early week pick of the week episode where we give you a digest of like some of the best wrestling that we were able to catch this week. And if you've missed these episodes, this is the fourth one we're doing already. And we're going to recount the rules real quick para sa mga hindi pasanay sa bagong format of these audio-only episodes. Uh, but before we get to the, uh, that recap of the rules, of course, you can be part of all the fun stuff that we do on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community, including our next Pasabay, which should happen right around WrestleMania season because that's when the big, big discounts and the great deals come once again on WWE Shop. Not just that, but it's almost time for our uh, watch party for Elimination Chamber, which is happening in a couple of Sundays. You can watch Sammy possibly try to win the championship from Roman Reigns with us. We're not watching on a singular stream, but uh, like always, like, uh, like what we did at the Rumble, we will be watching on our separate Disney Plus accounts and then we will have a party atmosphere over on Discord by subscribing to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Patreon. Patreon.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. For as low as $5, that's around 275 pesos, you get access to our Discord community where we do that watch party and where we talk about a lot of stuff. Mostly sports, mostly games, mostly TV shows, mostly wrestling as well. Uh, you also get review content from myself and Rowan, uh, all the TV shows, pay-per-views, premium live events, and live events here in the Philippines. And as Stan mentioned, yung pasabay, other than merch that you can get when you sign up, you can also be a part of that pasabay around WrestleMania season. And you can bet that we have the sure way of getting you the legit WWE and other company merch that you want. Yeah. Again, Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, Patreon, patreon.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast for only $5. All right. Now let's get through the recap of the rules for the pick of the week. 
Your pick must come from within the past week. And because we have so much more time on these episodes, we're going to be expanding new reason for why we pick these. Hindi namin siya papasadahan like we used to on the live streams. And we've made sure that we've also caught each other's picks so that we can have a full-blown conversation about it. And uh, all five of us actually left our own picks for this episode. So we're going to start with Rose pick, which comes from the previous episode of AEW Dynamite. Yeah, major predictable pick for me. But if you know me at all, like if you watch, if you listen to the podcast a lot, you probably know that my pick is Brian Danielson and his match against Timothy Thatcher, who we've missed watching in uh, American programming. The problem with this is that I saw people saying that Danielson carried Thatcher in this match. But the problem was it wasn't that. It was good. Thatcher did his thing, which is usually a brutal mat-based technician, technical style, submission style. And Etong Ginawanya, he did, you know, traditional Western heel work. He worked on a body part, which in this case was Brian's left shoulder that MJF injured the week before. And Thatcher just followed that up. He didn't actually do any um, super niche MMA style grappling and, you know, technical wrestling. He didn't do any of that stuff. He just kept it simple. He just kept it the way a traditional American heel would. The problem was the crowd didn't really respond to that, but not because Thatcher was bad or anything, but mostly because the Dayton, Ohio crowd from the previous week of Dynamite was shit. Like, super shit. Are we in a position where we can actually criticize crowds? Yes, I am. No, no, no. This is not, you know, this is about their volume. So you can actually criticize a crowd based on how they respond to goings on in the ring. So when you have wrestling in front of you that isn't bad, it's not like you're being presented Vince McMahon ideas right in front of you and you're not responding, then that's not on the wrestlers. It's really on the crowd. I think this is the first dud crowd that AEW had this year. But these are rampage because they weren't really responding much. So it kind of watered down the whole television experience. So it was that they were cheering for Brian a little bit, but not, you know, in a sustained high volume way. So when you don't hear that much of a cheer for Brian Danielson, then you know something's wrong with the crowd. So you don't mind. Um, it does kind of take away from it because the crowd's volume will tell you or will kind of alter your perception of what is good in the ring or not. And while the match itself was okay, parang the silence of it all kind of tells you or kind of tries to tell you that it isn't. So that's my thing. But it was really good. It's your typical Brian Danielson match. And that's why I picked it. Yeah, I am a huge fan of Brian and Thatcher as well. So, then, like you know, din ako na Dayton wasn't reacting to them the way that a smartier crowd, like say in New York or Chicago or Philly, would have popped for that match. That being said, I wasn't surprised that Thatcher just did yung old school Western type of heel work. Because technically, he's a new talent you're introducing to a new audience, assuming na merong subset of AEW fans who've never seen Timothy Thatcher work. So, I guess that's why he opted to do that. I would. No, but you know, all of that aside, I thought it was super fun because I always loved when these technicians get to work and silang differences, even though they're under the same class of technical wrestling. So, really loved what I saw from from Brian and Thatcher on Dynamite. Igor Rowan, is this your cup of tea at all? I just want to mention that the crowd looks to be bored. Like they look bored, parang they're not into the match, and I think that contribute dento with several tweets that I've read. What I saw is like. Parang naka-board daw and the match helped them sleep. 
And I want to contradict that kasi it's really fun like you mentioned. At saka sobrang dali lang panoorin ng match na to. Like the easiest way that you can watch this match with involving Brian Danielson and Timothy Thatcher is that you would root for someone that is being dominated and in that case would be Brian, diba? Parang madalas ang nagdo-dominate si Thatcher. And then what you're going to do is observe how Brian would counter every move that he gets. How both wrestlers would struggle in countering submission attempts. And then that's how you get into the match. Tapos parang dun mo na rin makikita yung FPJ psychology. Kasi di ba parang si Brian yung parang natatal sa una. And then eventually he became the winner. And that's... An- Sorry, I just want to say that was that's an interesting concept. I've never heard that before. The FBJ psychology, although yes, it's Actually, rooted in your, it's rooted in your typical tropes. Na, you know, beat the beat the baby face down and then set up for the comeback. But I've never heard it called that, and that's actually an interesting or a, a pretty accessible way to explain psychology to Pinoy casual fans who might not understand those nuances or how a match is structured. Actually, Ro, ikaw yung nagsabi nun. I remember like back at last year's WrestleMania, parang we were recapping uh, back in uh, PNA Studios. Yun yung sinabi mo, like FPJ no psychology. Tapos parang, parang yun na tinawag natin na it's an FPJ psychology. Okay. Goes to show that I can't remember shit anymore. See <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. those bumps. Alright, uh, any other thoughts, Rowan, on, on uh, Brian versus Thatcher? Despite the match... Uh, having several rest holds, it's still entertaining para sa akin. And parang it reminds me of JDL versus Fabio. Like parang they are struggling encountering each other's submission holds. Like pagka halimbawa pagatem si Brian ng uh, omoplata and then parang magka-counter si Thatcher. Parang ganun. They are both struggling. Of course, goes to show that both of them want to win this match. Mm-hmm. If anything among the five labors that Brian has had so far, I think Thatcher's looked most threatening. Kind of like had when Jericho went through his own five labors. See Nick Gage yung parang ah para ito mapapatay niya talaga si Chris Jericho. So I don't know about you guys what you feel about the five opponents na Brian's going to have because about Rush has been revealed as the fifth and final opponent. Yeah. I don't mind it. I just wish it was received better. Um you mentioned that nobody knew th- or very people knew of Timothy Thatcher. So he opted to go for a more accessible style. But I think that was like the best moment for him, for them actually, to do some amateur style, shoot style wrestling. And even though it might not pop the crowd, it would at least pop people at home. So but it is what it is. And sometimes um, you have to take the wrestling for what it is inside the ring and not what the live crowd tells you it is. Mm hmm. All right, sticking with Dynamite from last Thursday, Manila time, Emil picks the main event, the TNT Championship match between Samoa Joe and Darby Allen. It was no holds barred. And sabi ni Emil that he can keep watching Joe and Darby Allen going after it as many times as they want to. He even argues, bold takedown, uh, Darby Allen is Samoa Joe's best opponent since AJ Styles. And he attributes that to the, um, the amazing chemistry between Darby Allen and Samoa Joe. What do you think about this role? Because uh, I'm sure you're more familiar with Samoa Joe's ROH work. Uh, best since AJ Styles. Yeah, I think I'll agree with that. Darby can say, I know you, I know you don't like him, but uh, he does a great job of making everyone else look really good because he bumps all the time, and then he looks like he kills him, himself out there, Deba. Yeah. So I agree. Um, when you have a size difference like that. Talagang 
ma-accentuate yung power ng mas malaking tao. So that's what happened there, I, I would say. And Darby aside, Joe just looked like he murdered him. Even with, I, I'm not a fan of the, I know, I'm not a fan of the exposed ring spots. Um, yeah. I think we talked about this on Thursday. Mm. But it did look believable. I think it was the best way to kill someone who is half dead and doesn't really respond to uh, the bumps of from high spots. So that was cool. It did make Joe look like a legit threat again. Yeah, I mentioned this in live stream now. While I'm not the biggest Darby Allen fan in the world, I did pop for him coming out in a hoodie littered with thumbtacks. Like something about that just screamed, only Darby Allen could think of doing something like this. And it was funny. It looked dangerous. It looked painful, right? I don't think I'll ever see thumbtacks as non-harmless or as harmless after Mick Foley versus Randy Orton from Backlash 2004. So that trauma, uh, and I use that loosely, I've, I've carried it with me. And every time I see thumbtacks in wrestling, I think about that match. So to see Darby Allen literally clothed in, in thumbtacks was a nice little touch that I actually enjoyed from this main event. Ika Rowan, uh, what did you think about um, everything that went down? Because we didn't talk with you since you weren't on the live stream. Uh, I felt like I was watching a movie because it's very entertaining and I like how Darby gets his ass kicked. I'm not really a huge fan of Darby as well and I'm glad that he lost his title at this very night. I love the wow. usage of weapons in this match and how Darby tried his best na patumbahin si Samoa Joe. He managed to in some moments pero in the end Samoa Joe uh, won the title for and become the two-time TNT champion. And it's really incredible, very entertaining. Actually, I loved the exposed ring, like the wood. I love that spot. Contradicting to Rose take. Na, uh, I mean... No, it's not, it's not a take. It's just an opinion. It's just a preference. Like, uh, yes, I get how it's dangerous, but um, to me, it was overused since they first... I mean, not overused, but it's got cheapened like because they kind of used it quite a bit but it wasn't really spaced out a lot you know but you know that's my take but you can you're free to enjoy it yeah i liked it because it reminded me of that gargano versus champa match uh in the takeover that i forgot which year but that that's what it reminded me of Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the point, naman eh. Um, especially for modern day fans, no, that that spot talaga really harkens back to Gargano versus Champa. I believe that was 2019 now when they busted out that spot. So, uh, yeah, Samoa Joe and Darby Allen, one of our picks for this pick of the week episode. That one comes from Emil. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we'll give you our other three picks. So that's me, uh, from Rowan as well, and from Chino. And all of them come from NXT Vengeance Day. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to our Pick of the Week episode for the first week or the first full week of February. We're going to go to Rowan's pick now from NXT Vengeance Day. And it was the main event, the steel cage match between Braun Breaker and and Grayson Waller. Now, Rowan, before you get into why this was your pick of the week, I it was a no-escape cage match. Because normally, when we watch steel cage matches, we already have this assumption that one of the ways to win is to escape the cage, but not for this particular match. And it was strange to me when I heard Vic Joseph say on commentary, na, yeah, it's a no-escape uh, steel cage match. Pala. You know, while... The outcome wasn't what we predicted on the live stream. Braun Breaker is still your NXT champion. What did you think about this match, Rowan? Because I don't think you called for Braun to retain either. Una-una, uh, I don't like it when the match type would be changed in the last minute. Like, di ba parang last minute ng pinalitan into a steel cage match between both Breaker and Waller? No, no, no. The steel cage match stipulation itself had been announced previously. Yeah, pero it's not announced parang on NXT, diba? No, it, it's been built up. Like, there were actual uh, okay. vignettes with Grayson Waller in front of yung Rejas. Uh, okay. No, no, no. They they announced it right after they had their match New Year's Evil. Yeah. Diba? They, oh. they, 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 they had a handshake agreement to it. Alright, that's my bad. So, yes, all right, that is your bad. Thing. Take the L, young blood. Yep, yep. Anyways, yeah. But here's what I'm not a fan of. Is that a steel cage match na... No escape. Like, eh, parang pinahirapan mo lang yung both wrestlers. Like, that's the point, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's the I point. Mean, that's the easiest way to win. Pero yun nga. It's like practically having a hell in a cell match. It's just smaller. Okay, I'll explain in after you're finished. Okay, go uh, ahead. But yeah, I I really thought uh Grayson Waller would have his viral moment and become the new NXT champion. I wanted that since New Year's Evil. Kasi parang like uh, he's holding the title hostage for too long. Even if like hindi naman continues yung reigns yeah. Like there's a Dolph Ziggler reign between those. I just don't like Braun Breaker. Like I want someone else to shine. Pero okay lang that Grayson Waller lost because the title is reserved for someone else. So Braun will probably drop it to Carmelo Hayes, who eventually came out after the match. And I assume that he's challenging Braun Breaker. I assume that he's challenging. Alang na mo si Grayson yung challenge niya, di ba? No, no, no. I mean, I don't know. Like, bakalumabas lang siya. Whoever was a champion, yeah. Like, okay. lang siya to congratulate or like body body. Because I saw a picture of them back then from last year. Parang they have a picture together. So parang maybe parang they are really friends or maybe it's just a challenge. Okay. <laughs> I'll explain the whole no escape thing. Um, I don't know if you were there when I explained it the first time a while back. But historically, say, a steel cage is really meant to lock people in. Like when you have a really hot 
and heated feud between two guys who just absolutely hate each other. The entire point was to stick them in a cage and let them destroy each other within the steel. It was only until after Vince took over and, you know, started booking the the WWF that he made the stipulation of a cage match to be escape. So I don't know why he did that. And when I found out what the real psychology or what the psychology was supposed to be of a steel cage match, the more I liked that original idea. The escape stipulation is weird to me when you know what it is. Better a lot of us, a lot of fans who especially just watch the WWE have grown up with the escape winning method. So I understand why it's weird to you. It's weird to all of us. But that pretty much explains why you saw what you saw there. It's just a thing that I don't think they bothered to explain that it was in fact a no escape cage match. Yeah, because it's like we because in the WWE games, that's the default setting for a steel cage match. Hindi naman siya yung may pinfall or submission. Like, it's always escape the cage and then you win. Diba? So that's what I yeah. thought. And I found it weird na it's a no escape match. Okay. Yeah, probably you know, a consequence of us having grown up with WWE as the primary provider of our wrestling fix in our lives. No? Ro, I think it was you who mentioned this on a previous episode. Na if Grayson Waller were to lose the steel cage match, it's talaga siyang gago. And like... Parang may, may damaged goods feel na siya. Uh, do you still feel the same way now that Waller has lost to Braun? Yeah, um, it's weird. Kasi yung mga tao na natatalo ni Braun, like, they challenge for the championship and they get beaten. And then they don't stick, they don't go to the main roster. So it's weird that you stick around in NXT when the whole point is to graduate. Diba? Or either you get good enough to become the champion of this small little world. But you don't do any of those things. So what else is left? Do you still um, stick around and try to get better? But the whole idea of being pushed to the title scene was like a reward. Nah, you got better. That was like the exemplification of the development that you were supposed to get in NXT. And to me, after you have reached that level, I think that they were supposed to reward you with either a title run or graduation. So the the damaged goods thing is, for me, a question of what do you do now? Like, do you develop the character even further? Do you develop your skills even further? Grayson Waller's good. He's a pretty good wrestler compared to like half of the people who wrestle on NXT, right? So yeah, like, how do you even get to the main roster if you have taken so many L's? I don't know about you guys, but that's what I... That's how I see it. I mean, uh, it's hard to disagree with what you just said. But as a devil's advocate argument, what if Grayson Waller doesn't show up on TV until WrestleMania season and he debuts on the Raw or SmackDown right after Mania? No, yeah, But I don't know. Like to me, it's weird because you didn't get to do much and then you lost. And then, parang a weird na yung reward for losing is. Leaving NXT, diba? But that's always it, been the case it, with the other NXT yeah. alumni from before. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, I hope that that's what happens. But if it doesn't, then it kind of makes him look like a sitting duck. It's like Carmelo Hayes, diba? Mm. Um, okay, there's... Uh, as uh, Rowan alluded to, there was still one prize left for Carmelo Hayes. But for all intents and purposes, I think he's main roster ready. And if he doesn't win this one as well... Okay, uh, we're really just feeding people to, to boring-ass Braun Breaker. Okay, uh, we've 
We've dunked on NXT and Braun Breaker quite a bit over the last few minutes. So let's go back to the match itself. And Rowan, since this was your Nina Fulton, it's not Braun's fault. He's he's boring. That's the writing's fault. But anyway, carry on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rowan, since this was your pick, tell us what you loved about this match. Because uh, we've already mentioned the things that we didn't like so much. Uh, What I like about this match is that there are moments that Braun looks like he was about to lose. And <laughs> this really convinced me that he's and he's gonna drop the title to Grayson Waller. Mm-hmm. Pero that and I was really disappointed. So na 16 million ka Rowan. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I was just gonna say that if it looked like he was about to lose, and I think like this is this might be the first time that Braun Breaker actually had a match with high drama, because. Yeah, a lot of his matches are just, you know, hit a few signature moves, duck a finisher, and then hit his own finisher, and then he wins. It feels like a basic practice match and not really much of a big championship main event. So I think this fulfilled the job of at least making Grayson Waller look a lot more credible than a lot of Braun's other opponents. Yeah, like, the finish of the match, I thought Grayson Waller would, like, give Braun Breaker a low blow or parang when Braun was about to deliver the spear, I thought he would duck out of the way and then Braun's head would go through the cage and then it will eventually lead to a Grayson Waller win. I wish that would have been the case and I wish that would have been the result. But let's just accept what we get or what we have. Yeah, we don't have Like I just want to share this here with you guys and you know, I guess everyone else listening to the podcast. Now, I woke up on NXT Vengeance Day prepared to text friend of the podcast, Robbie Eagles, congratulations to you and PWA. Your boy made it. And the fact that I never <laughs> got to send out that message makes me really sad. <laughs> send it to main roster graduate the main roster. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a little win, I think. Oh, I, I think that will be a huge win for them, right? For them, for sure. You know, I was just really prepared to have sent that message over the weekend. But alas. All right, move on tayo to the next pick. This is my pick from NXT Vengeance Day. It was the fatal four-way for the NXT Tag Team Championship between the New Day, Gallus, Pretty Deadly, and Chase U. And I want to start with Andre Chase here, who was the hometown kid from the match, uh, Charlotte's own. And I want to throw it back to yung podcast natin, yung rookie rankings of NXT 2.0. And Rose said that Andre Chase had the least upside among all of them who had debuted. <laughs> The NXT 2.0. And for some reason, when he said that, I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch this Andre Chase guy and see if Rose right. And lo and behold, he has outperformed a lot of the people who were ranked higher than him yeah, in that rookie true. rankings. Yeah. He He's did. actually he very, very compelling as a character to me because he went from this jobber character that you couldn't take seriously to now having a very deep connection with the fans. He's got supporting characters in his own little universe and he has a feud with Duke Hudson waiting to happen and Thea Hale who's this little prodigy in a parang interesting character then all on her own and I'm gonna argue that Andre Chase is the modern day equivalent of Ty Dillinger with a way higher ceiling. I wouldn't say way higher ceiling. Like, Sean Spears was good. He just wasn't given the chance to be good. And then when he went to AEW, he just leaned on the heel thing so much that he ended up uh, he ended up looking not very good. But by choice, I would say. You're right, though, in that I took a major L in ranking Andre Chase that low. But at the time, because Andre Chase wasn't, like, prized over the other guys on that list. Mm-hmm. So it was only really until after he 
proved that he was a fun character guy and a fun actor. Although others might disagree because they think that the acting on NXT is bad. But he was funny. He was entertaining. He can play a nervous wreck a lot. He could play that kind of character really good. And it helps that they just really put more effort into his little chase universe. Right? So I would say that he did earn a spot. Yeah. And good for him. Because at the time when he debuted in 2021, he was like the old indie veteran who felt like he was just there to put over the younger guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, so we're so glad to be wrong. I'm really happy for Andre Chase. He's actually one of my favorites on NXT right now. So good stuff coming from him. As for everyone else, Metro cardiac finish towards the end, which I really enjoyed. I mean, it kind of took its time, the entire match, for it to get going. But when it did get going, holy crap, it, I legitimately thought anybody could have taken it home. But it was great to see Gallus boys back on top. Great to see them getting reestablished in an NXT tag team division that kind of needs another set of dominant heels. Because with Gallus being on top of the division, it gives NXT the opportunity to build a new set of face challengers. If it's not the rehabilitation of the Creed brothers, it could be someone else entirely. It could be Briggs and Jensen developing an edge or, you know, whoever else. So I'm, I'm pretty happy that Gallus had their moment. Pretty Deadly got their shine. Chase Ukash got their shine. And the New Day came in to do what they had to do. So, yun. Rowanika, what did you think about this Fatal 4-Way? Oh, I thought this match was really fun. Because it's comedy. And it's a perfect way to relieve your stress from the previous match, which is Melo versus Apollo. And I've seen Gallus have a match back then when NXT UK was still a thing. And I really like them. And they are one of the people that I want to be on the main roster, like Mahal up. And then eventually, parang, what I envisioned back then was parang mag team sila ni Pete Dunn or like Jack Gallagher, like. Basta, like, magkasama sila in... uh, Jack Gallagher? What? I know, it's weird. Pero that was the time na Jack parang... Jack Gallagher's... Uh, back then. Uh, that was the time na heel uh, si Jack Gallagher. Uh, right, I thought right. parang bagay sila. And okay. So, yeah, going back here. Everybody did their part. And it, it was really cool. They went all out and then nag-brawled din sila sa labas ng ring. And with the involvement of Gallus, parang... Na balance din yung match kasi parang they are the ones who would add drama and kasi sila yung parang menacing heel in this match and I really enjoyed this and yeah and it's a great way to have a stress reliever from a very stressful match between Melo and Apollo. All right, Igoro, your thoughts on this fatal four way? These things are always a hit, you know. It's really one of those things that when you put all these eight guys together you're bound to come out with a fun little spot fest. And that's exactly what it was. And that's exactly how you win the crowd like that. Like after the Carmelo versus Apollo match, like as uh, Rowan mentioned. So it was a fun... Spot fests are always bound to be fun. And the talent pool in NXT, especially in the tag team division, really supports this. 
I can't wait for in the share to be involved. Pero medyo malabo given na heels din yung galas ngayon. Quick question. What's happening with Joe Coffey? Why isn't he on TV? Injured ba siya? I am not sure. I don't know what the, what the deal is with that. Yeah, kind of weird lang to see, you know, Gallus doing their thing and Joe Coffey being MIA. Right, if there are no other thoughts on the Fatal 4-Way, we'll proceed with the final pick of the week from the pod. And that comes from Chino. It's the Women's Championship Triple Threat from NXT Vengeance Day. Roxanne Perez versus Gigi Dolan versus JC Jane. Like us, Chino also thought that Toxic Attraction might win and have a lay cool run. But he doesn't feel na kailangan na nila break up right after this match. He also loves how uh, Roxanne got booked throughout the match and how she's really being the backbone na of this iteration of their women's division. And it's a great taste of what she can do going forward. So it was pretty fun, actually. I would argue that among all of the matches from Vengeance Day, the triple threat that had the clearest story from start to finish. What do you guys think? I don't know. I do think that it might be time to break up Toxic Attraction, you know? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they, they still do so much as a tag team. It's really an either-or thing because Gigi Dolan looked really good in this match. JC Jane, okay na rin. Uh, not as good as Dolan, but I think Dolan kasi was like, is like the most experienced veteran out of the three of them. Roxy uh, has quite a bit of years under her belt, but Gigi was the more traveled one out of the three of them. And I wouldn't mind a Gigi singles run at this point. I do think that's why Bailey is coming in to NXT this week. But it's weird. Eh? Like, departure of Mandy kind of left them directionless. Mm. But it's... There's a lot of possibilities for them. And I do think that any of them would be good because they're all equally talented. I wouldn't mind seeing a world where JC Jane is Gigi's Trick Williams. Except obviously, most capable in the ring itong si JC. Uh, she also has a few years of experience under her belt. So, um, I don't know. I'm a fan of both members of Toxic Attraction. I would want to see them get called up to the main roster because it does need more tag teams in the lineup. So, like you said, it really can go either way. Iko Rowan, what do you think about Toxic Attraction and their prospects going forward? Uh, same with as you guys said. Parang, uh, they weren't the same when Mandy left. And ako ayoko silang mag-break up. Kasi parang, if they're gonna be single stars and might stay for a little bit in NXT, feeling ko mas dadami yung contenders, which is, I think there's too many women there. Siguro, what they should do is, like what Stan said, is yung parang Trick Williams si, uh, or anybody within them. Pero I think yung mas nagay standout nga is si Gigi Dolin. So, she would be like the mellow between them. And maybe, yun na nga, like, mas bagay na rin siguro kung mag-main roster na sila. Because, at this point, parang wala rin kwenta yung women's tag team division. Damage Control has held the belts since November, I believe. Pa- tapos parang, they're just holding it. And it's not often in a storyline. It's not involved in a storyline. So maybe if mag-graduate sila from NXT and move to the main roster, that would be really good. Mm-hmm. One thing I loved about this match is how I think it was JC who bust out yung running knee ni Mandy Rose. And it was subtly referenced by commentary. So I guess it was, it was a nice way of incorporating that into their offense. I hope na it will be like that going forward because it was a nice way of keeping Mandy in there despite her no longer being with them you know, in the company. Yeah. I don't know if there that leaves an opening for her to come back, but it was a nice touch, yeah. Mm. Anything else that we haven't said about Roxy? Because I think at this point, like I, I'd like to think everybody is high on Roxanne Perez. Yeah, 
she put in a good match. Um, Shempre, uh, she's got that experience to carry herself and her fellow wrestlers in the division. The question, then, I guess, is does she reign for a long time, or is this one of those short babyface reigns where another heel steps up and dominates her? Like, I feel like Zoe Stark could be that woman. You know my thoughts on this. I prefer the latter just because of who Roxanne Perez is. Like I've said, she's the female Rey Mysterio. And there's a reason why Rey Mysterio never had a long sustained championship run on top. So I think someone has to step up, uh, whether it's a Zoe Stark or I don't know. Who, who else could take the championship from Roxanne today? Like a heel in the Hartwell? I don't know. You couldn't sure. I mean, maybe on Holy Alliance and Isla Dawn and Kaylee Ray, Alba Fire. But face it, Alba Fire, right? No, she's turned heel. Oh, sorry, sorry. She has aligned there, with Alba Fire. Uh, with with uh, Isla Dawn. Oh, she went over to the dark side. I haven't yes. kept up that much. I would like Alba Fire because she is also like the most experienced when we're, when we're talking about everyone in the division. So that would be nice if you're not bringing her up to the main roster just yet. So that's another pick. Uh, that's another good pick to save for the NXT Women's Division. Mm-hmm. You got Rowan. Who will step on Roxanne and take the NXT Women's Championship from her? Ako, I I just want to let it play out. Anybody can step up for me. Uh, I mean, para sa akin, like anybody can step up and take the title from Roxanne. The way I see it, because like yung title ring ni Roxanne, it's like how Sami Zayn held the NXT title. Except yung sa kanya lang kasi yung kay Roxanne is that she has several successful title defense. Eh, unlike kay Sami. Natalo agad siya. Yeah. So someone has to be like the KO in this one. And for now, I don't know who that would be. Pero I guess that would be the outcome. Yeah, that's a good point. Roxanne doesn't seem to have her Kevin Owens just yet. So... <laughs> yeah, maybe Cora Jade, I guess. She is yeah, but, on... But they're not booking her that way though. Like, she uh, she's stuck in these weird mid-card views. When originally she was like the girl in the Roxanne spot. Right now, but uh, parang hindi na sila ganun ka interested with in her at, at the moment. Yeah, the words of M2M, so sad but true. So, there, that brings an end to our picks of the week. Recap lang ulit natin before we close this one out. So, we've got two picks from AEW Dynamite from last Thursday. It's Brian Danielson versus Timothy Thatcher. We also have the No Holds Bar TNT Championship match between Samoa Joe and Darby Allin. From Vengeance Day, we had the steel cage match between Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller, the triple threat for the Women's Championship between Roxanne, Gigi, and JC, and the fatal four-way for the NXT Tag Team Championship, which Gallus ultimately won. Anything else you guys want to say about our picks for this week? Nah, I think we said everything that needs to be said. All covered. All right. Uh, We're going to catch you again on Thursday during our usual live stream, usual schedule at 7 p.m. on Facebook and on YouTube. We're going to be back from home, uh, you know, streaming from home with So hopefully less of the mishaps that we encountered tech-wise at PNA Studios. We do promise to get all of that fixed when we regroup for our anniversary show on the week of WrestleMania. So we'll figure that out. We have two months, but please watch out because we will be letting you know how you can score tickets for our live ninth anniversary episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. In the meantime, please follow us, follow the podcast at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, on Twitter and on TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. And individually for us, it is at Monday Night Rowan at EML underscore Meister. 
at Chino Supersize, at Roiswar, and at underscore Stan C. Thank you very much to our PNA producers for all of the good work that they do behind the scenes. And thank you for streaming, following, watching, listening to the podcast, enjoying it, and of course, sharing it with your friends. On behalf of Rowan ASH and Romaran, my name is Stan C saying stay safe, stay healthy, and di porket sinabi ni Donalyn na dapat masaya ka kasi nabuntis ka, isusundin mo si Donalyn. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>